And we are back with another episode of Beyond the Crypto. <laughs> Beyond the Crypto today. Beyond the Crypto. Before we begin, make sure you guys do check the description below. We got a good VPN deal. Protect yourself before you wreck yourself. And you got to check out buzztvglobal.com for the latest and greatest from Buzz TV. Uh, they have some great devices and some great software that is continuously getting better and better. They are always listening to feedback from both uh, the customers as well as other content creators like ourselves. Oh, show all in the description below. Check it out. Okay. Check it out. How you been? How you doing? I'm tired. You're always tired. You need sleep. I need to, I'm, I'm tired. So tired. Where's your, where's your smartwatch that tells you go to sleep? Yeah. It's not here. <laughs> Do you still wear it? Yeah, but it doesn't tell me to go to sleep. It tells me how bad my sleep is. It just makes fun of me. Just makes fun of me. <laughs> it's like, ugh, look at you. You don't mm. even sleep. Like you don't even hit REM. What do you even do at night? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jeez, why you got to be so judgmental? That's funny, dude. <clears throat> That's hilarious. So today we do got a crypto episode. There's a lot of stuff in the news. A lot of stuff in the news. So I wanted to bring you guys some updates and yeah, make sure you guys do leave us a comment. We always ask this at the end, but I'm going to say this in the begin beginning. Leave us a comment. Let us know what article you liked. Let us know what subject, which, which topic you like. Um, and if it's if there's something specific that you want to know when it comes to like some of this crypto stuff or anything specific that you guys want us to talk about, let us know in the comment section. Um, okay, what do you got? What do you got for me? Got a question for you. What's your question? If you could, you know, ask your crystal ball for far, far, far into the future, maybe like five, ten years, maybe ten years, and you were like, what is the price of Bitcoin going to be? Not, not next year, not this year, like when it reaches its full maturity, where could you see it? I could see this thing going Oh man, maybe like 500,000. You know what? That was my guess as well. 500,000 sounds realistic to me. It sounds, you know, compre compre comprehensible that's not even a word never mind because uh, <laughs> like we we look at things like gold gold has a market cap of i don't know 14 trillion dollars let's say and the whole of all of crypto is less than two trillion so would it be realistic to say we could see maybe bitcoin 5x probably and that leaves us with you know what two hundred fifty thousand. we also have you know hundreds of trillions of dollars in the bonds market where people are making one to 2% gains, I think that some of that money is going to be leaving more and more and going into crypto. So I think, you know, 500,000 would not be unreasonable to see per coin, especially after, especially after 2040, when we're not really going to be able to mine anymore of Bitcoin anymore. It's all going to be in existence and it becomes more depreciative than anything else. So not depreciative in value but the coins are the the, the coin it's going to be hard to get coins mm -hmm. that's it it's harder to get coins right so i had an article here from forbes i haven't even read it 
but I just saw the title and I was like, hey, let's 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 see what's up. It says potentially dramatic Bitcoin could hit 1.3 million in this radical critical critical price. Crypt oh my god. <laughs> Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Man. I told you I'm tired. <laughs> Bitcoin could hit 1.3 million in this radical crypto price prediction scenario. What is the scenario? So it says that it's been soaring to never before seen heights last year and it has stalled so far in 2022. Now, my my opinion is a little bit different, but whatever. The Bitcoin <clears throat> price has dropped to under $50,000 per coin from highs of almost $70,000 late last year as Russia's war in Ukraine sent shockwaves through the global market. Now, one crypto price prediction has a forecast Bitcoin price of $1.3 million, calling the upside for gold and Bitcoin potentially dramatic. Hmm. Want to stay ahead? No, don't need that. That's it. That's all you. Oh, there it is here. The bottom line is the upside for the gold and Bitcoin is potentially dramatic. Specifically, the framework estimates gold prices of around $31,000 per ounce. That's ridiculous. That's Our, and potential Bitcoin raise uh, prices for around 1.3 million per coin, adjusting for greater strains in financial and monetary systems. I don't know, like Bitcoin, maybe 1.3 million one day, like after 2040, but $31,000 per ounce of gold, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that that i don't see i can't like i can't fathom that like yeah gold does have some use like it's a conductor but i feel like there's so many other things that can do what gold does for cheaper mm -hmm. so i don't really care about gold mm -hmm. i don't know i i i don't know what they're they're on about or where they're getting these price predictions but first sparked by El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption and then by the strict financial sanctions placed on Russia. You know, Russia also said that they would trade oil with friendly countries that were willing to accept Bitcoin. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's really, really interesting right now about the, um, what do they call it? The oil dollar? Mm-hmm. The oil currency. So for, for, for many years, the U.S. currency has been that oil dollar. But there's been talks between China and Saudi saying that they want to change it to the yuan. And that would be pretty... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here. I wanted to say dangerous because I don't think the U.S. would like that. <laughs> yeah. But now we have Russia... Who's saying they want to trade oil for Bitcoin. Which I think would be really good for crypto. It gives it a real use scenario all over the world. And it's funny because Russia was looking at, into blocking all this stuff. <clears throat> now they're just like, screw it. Can't, can't beat them, join them. You can't run from it. You really can't. Like, it is what it is. And there's, there's some people that, you know, believe with every fiber of their soul that Bitcoin is going to be worth a lot of money. And we've talked about, or I've mentioned, um, uh, uh, 
micro strategies before. I think his name is Michael Michael Taylor. What is his name? Uh, is his name Michael Taylor? I'm drawing a huge blank right now, but the guy from <laughs> micro strategies here, I'll show you this article. This guy has been accumulating Bitcoin like crazy. So he just bought another $191 million worth of Bitcoin. Insane amount of Bitcoin. So it says that MicroStrategy, a Bitcoin accumulating business intelligence software company. That's what they do. They accumulate Bitcoin and they provide intelligent service software. software. They That's bought crazy. another 4,167 Bitcoin for around 190.5 million. The pitch, the purchase took place between February 15th and uh, the first week of April, sometime in between then. They don't, they're not telling us. Uh, the company paid an average of 45,000 per coin. The cash used to purchase the Bitcoin likely stems from the proceeds of a recent $205 million loan from Silvergate Bank. They now hold a total of 129,218 Bitcoins. That's what MicroStrategy holds. Jeez. That's valued at about $6 billion. So do you imagine if they hold that or it keep accumulating and Bitcoin does hit that 500,000 a coin? Or it does hit, you know, 1.3 million like the last article was talking about. Yeah. Like that is some stupid money. Uh, Michael Saylor, not Taylor. I was freaking close. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> has said on several occasions that the company plans to hold the Bitcoin long term and has no plan to sell it. The Bitcoin acquired across the 49 day period averages to 85 a day up from the 20. Are they saying that they were purchasing 20 a day and now they're purchasing 85 a day in Bitcoins? Yeah. That's yeah. insane. In an earliest statement, the company indicated it, had, it hadn't bought any Bitcoin the first half of February. Oh, we have an addiction, but we stopped. We swear. <laughs> so are they trying to own the whole Bitcoin market? Are they trying to own all the coins? They're just trying to buy as much as they can because they believe in the longevity of Bitcoin. And you know what's even interesting about this whole thing? I wouldn't be surprised. You ever heard of Marathon Digital? Mm -mm. So Marathon Digital is the largest crypto mining facility in North America, in the States. Uh, they are worth, on the stock market, um, they're valued somewhere around $3 billion, mm -hmm. right? And their CEO recently went on uh, a statement saying that they would be willing to sell if somebody was willing to give them a lot more than what they're worth. Right? So it would be interesting if MicroStrategies purchased them. Originally, I was thinking about somebody else, you know, some, some really wealthy person that decides to throw around billion dollars like their $100 bills. But MicroStrategy is more aligned with with that, I think. Like they're buying 85, 20 to 85 Bitcoins a day when if they were to purchase Marathon Digital, I think Marathon Digital creates through mining, you know, 400, I, don't quote me, but somewhere around 400 
Bitcoins a month. Yeah. And producing, now this is rough math, but to produce a Bitcoin at an industrial level like that costs them somewhere around nine to $10,000. So it would make more sense for micro strategies to purchase Marathon Digital to get Bitcoin at a wholesale price. Yeah. That, 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 that would be interesting. I, I could see MicroStrategies doing that. But uh, apparently they're, they, uh, they added the commentary on Silvergate Bank loan in their third bullet point on a share performance uh, recently on the 5th. So it looks like they, are, they have no issue leveraging debt in order to buy more Bitcoin because they are that confident that Bitcoin is going to the moon. Well, Insane. if it goes to 1.3 a, a coin, million. Yeah, 1.3 million a coin. Then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna see a crazy uh, freaking increase. They'd be trillionaires. So they hold 129,000 coins. Yeah, bitcoins. A hundred freaking a dude. Yeah, even if it goes so right now, if Bitcoin goes to ninety thousand dollars a coin, they uh, own six, uh, six trillion times two. So they would have $12 trillion in Bitcoin. Billion, well, sorry, be, not trillion, billion, billion. They'll be able to pay off their debt. Yeah, that's an insane amount. That is crazy. And they are dollar cost averaging. Like, like they are the epitome of dollar cost averaging, purchasing 20 Bitcoins a day. That's insane. Dude, that's, that's ridiculous, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, shit. You know, you can't go anywhere on the internet without seeing this. <laughs> you can't. Like, like, it affects so many different industries that you have to accept the Willy slap. Is, <laughs> the is, little Willy slap. The is little this Willy now slap. An NFT? Yeah, this is about the NFT. Oh, shit. So, now what? Um, a meme token called the Will Smith Inu. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. The Will Smith Inu was launched after the incident and soared over a thousand percent in value. Insane. Insane. I wish I would have known that. If if I would, you know what? If I would have seen that, like, oh, they just launched a Will Smith Inu or whatever. Thousand percent. I would have. I would have like because I know people would have been stupid. I would have been like just one of the things that's like, oh, dude, hell yeah, let's freaking blow the shit up. It's crazy. So it says here that according to the Will Smith Inu, we have received multiple reports that the project domain is currently on the MetaMask domain warning list. MetaMask believes this domain could currently compromise your security and is and as an added safety feature, MetaMask yeah. has restricted access to the site. As always, kindly do your own research. Hells to the yeah. To the yeah, and that's on coinmarketcap.com. Now, I'm trying to find exactly what the price is because normally they'll throw it on coinmarketcap, like even when it's pretty new. But there is a website called willsmithenu.io. Oh my god, and they're showing it, <laughs> dude. It's like the will map. Will one shows Fresh Prince Bel Air, will two shows when. Uh, Will Smith got found out that he got cheated on. Will three shows the when he was a genie. 
in the the Aladdin movie, and then Will Four shows his face when he was cheated on again, but with just a bigger chin. Like he looks a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not showing, dude. They have like a whole freaking thing on this thing. Buy how to participate. Buy with Uniswap. No way. I want to see what the worth the what the value is. Um. Well, dude, there's I got it. I, I want to know what the value on this thing is. Oh, here we go. I found it. There's no chart available. I'm looking at crypto, crypto.com. One, two, three, four, five, six zeros and a five. It started at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten zeros and a one. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Imagine, holy crap, dude! If you were to, if you were to, if you were to put one dollar, bro, if you were to put one dollar on that thing, it would be worth one point eight million. <laughs> if you're like, here's a dollar, right when it launched, it would have been worth one point eight million. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, Elon Musk drops three billies on Twitter. I believe it was like two point seven or two point eight billion dollars, and owns just under ten percent of Twitter now. So, I mean, I could I could do a whole episode on Elon Elon Musk being a stakeholder of Twitter. I, I literally could. But I'm going to try to keep this crypto related. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it makes a lot of sense for Elon Musk to become a board member of Twitter. Right. But a lot of people automatically jump on Elon Musk likes Twitter. Elon Musk like Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Oh, Twitter plus Dogecoin equals Dogecoin go up. That's what people automatically assume that all of Twitter is going to be Dogecoin now. So Dogecoin spiked 10%. I think it was a lot more than 10% after the actual, um, I almost said acquisition. He doesn't own Twitter. He only owns uh, just under 10%, which is actually more than, uh, I think his name is Jack Dempsey owns. Yeah. Uh, he, so he's got a 9.2 stake. Uh, and it was worth around $2.88 billion. And since he bought it, it has gone up by like $12 a share. It went from like $40-something to like $55. Like Twitter just went crazy. Yeah. He owns more than 73.5 million Twitter shares, which is worth a lot more than $2.8 billion now since... People are really on board. And the thing is, he posts a lot on Twitter. Like, that's his social media. And over the past couple of weeks, he's been posting saying things like, do you think Twitter is, you know, doing a good representation of free speech? He's like, mm-hmm. what new features would you like to see on Twitter? And like, it's almost like he left you a trail of breadcrumbs saying that he was going to be investing in Twitter. That 
I saw that over the weekend or over whenever he was posting about that stuff, he said that there is no, Oh, he, he asked if, do you feel there's freedom of speech? Mm-hmm. Do you actually have freedom of speech in social media? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, what platform would you want it on? And but I know he, he asked was, that on Twitter. Yeah. He asked that on Twitter too. I was just like, what is he talking about? interesting yeah some interesting stuff so a lot of people are like oh dogecoin 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 honestly i i don't know i don't know what to say about the dogecoin twitter thing dogecoin typically rides a little bit when cryptocurrency in general goes up um i do believe that there will be more implementations of crypto in social media as a whole. So I think it's really interesting because he seems to be really interactive with the community as well as the board. And it's going to be good to see what kind of implementations and where Twitter can evolve to from there. Uh, There's another article over on Cointelegraph talking about um, what the investment could mean for Twitter's crypto plans. uh, And says that, Uh, Ken Lee, investment director at Binance Labs, told Cointelegraph that Musk's investment can help push the platform's crypto initiatives forward and even lead to the integration of Doge within the platform. I mean, everybody's saying this at this point. Uh, Elon Musk's investments in Twitter could help to increase the acceleration of Twitter's crypto adoption. It remains to be seen whether Twitter will begin adopting Elon's beloved Dogecoin moving forward. Elon has always been very public about the concept of more decentralization and censorship resistant social media platforms. So that's two things right there. Um, So here's a post from January of this year saying Twitter is spending engineering resources on this BS while crypto scammers are throwing a spam bot block party in every thread. So (laughs) maybe that's, Maybe this is really nice to what the hell? I don't want to go to Twitter. Maybe that's really nice to see. Maybe maybe because this aggravates him so much that he could implement something to get rid of these spam bots. If he could do that, he's a G. A lot of people would appreciate that. When he's done with Twitter, he can go to YouTube next. Yeah, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> fix that noise. Oh, so Michael Saylor um, responded to that tweet. So Michael Saylor is the one from the previous article who's buying billions and billions of dollars of Bitcoin mm-hmm. and says Twitter can solve the problem of scammers and spam bots if they allow re- real humans to post 50,000 sats, $20 via lightning to get verified with an orange check mark. So he's saying if you pay $20,000 in, uh, in Bitcoin to verify your profile with an orange check mark, then you're going to avoid the uh, spam bots. I don't know. Sometimes it tells me that these spam bots would be willing to pay $20 to run their scams. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Always um, some interesting things. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Anytime Elon does something, I know people are always like eyes open, 
ears open like all senses are like focused on what he's going to do because it's he does a lot of good things um does a lot of smart moves you know and i'm i'm curious to see what this is going to come out of but i do see doge i know doge with um uh, mark cuban the owner of the dallas mavericks i know he's using that as a payment um several people are using it as payment and elon musk was saying like hey you know you're going to be able to buy your stuff with doge so there's there's some real world usage and i think what's going to happen is as they're doing what are they calling it they were calling it like this is the people's money or this is for the people or something like that i'm not sure I forget what it was like something it was for the people and like I I I really do think that's what they're gonna want to do like with with Dogecoin and I know Shib started out as a meme and now they actually have like a white paper they have like a full on like roadmap now like Shib has an actual legit <laughs> roadmap it's like like dude like what the heck like. So it's interesting. It's interesting, like what these meme coins are doing. I know sometimes it's kind of like, you know, do your own research, invest at your own risk. Um, you know, we don't own any of this stuff. We're not, we're not tied into any of this stuff. You know, if if it goes up, do we gain? Maybe if we're invested. Um, but you know, it's interesting to see what what has been happening with like Doge and Shib and some of these meme coins. So. Very interested. I do have one that I was kind of, I wanted to share also. Um, have you heard of one called Looks Rare? Is that an NFT platform? Yes. It's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull this guy up real quick. So that way you get, you could see this one. Um, I saw it. I'm just like, what in the world is this? Vampire attack looks rare versus open sea. Analyzing a new contender for NFT marketplace dominance. I was like, wait a second. Hold on. So this says here, only in crypto can a platform built anonymous founders come out of nowhere to challenge an industry leader in a couple weeks. So that's precisely what happened with the launch of NFT Marketplace Looks Rare, whose 9 billion plus in January volume nearly tripled that of OpenSea. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On top of that, within 30 days of launch, Looks Rare produced 307 million in protocol revenue versus OpenSea's 110 million over the same period. It's that's that's three times the amount more. What uh, are they running on Ethereum too? Or are they running on Solana? That's a good question. That I don't know. Let's keep looking at this thing. So vampire attacks are purely a crypto Web three phenomenon. At their highest level, a vampire attack refers to a method for sucking users out of an existing platform into a competing one by offering some of its incentive typical tokens. The most notorious vampire attack occurred in 2020 when SushiSwap launched a near-identical decentralized exchange to industry-leading Uniswap with one key difference. Users who migrated their liquidity from Uniswap to SushiSwap were given Sushi tokens. 
Sushi offers holder governance rights over the platform in addition to cut of trading fees collecting on SushiSwap. Now, I know we've been talking about fees. Fees are, are so big when it, on, on OpenSea because of Ethereum. Um, with this says, looks rare followed the typical vampire attack playbook for industry leaders, built competing, uh, yet strategy different platform uh, offer superior incentives so they're kind of looking at what sushi swap did doesn't really say here it just it, it's just talking about some of the incentives i'm guessing oh if they're doing that much more money Wash trading. Yeah, if they're doing that much more money, I would think it would be on I don't think it would be on Ethereum. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It would have to be a good they would have to be doing a good portion on Ethereum, I would think. Because Ethereum is one of the largest networks. Mm -hmm. What is it called? Looks rare? Looks rare. Whoops. What happened here? There you go. Looks rare. Uh, let's see. Looks rare on Ethereum's. Uh, it says to buy looks rare, you'll first need to buy Ethereum. Yeah, so they're on the Ethereum network. But they're killing it. They are. Yeah, and their pricing on their website is in Ethereum as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. They deal with wrapped ETH. Interesting. Yeah. So what else you got? What else do you got? Add me to the stream. So Ledger launches a new NFT-focused hardware wallet, the Nano S Plus. The new Ledger Nano S Plus is the sixth hardware wallet produced by Ledger since the firm introduced its first wallet, the HW1, back in 2015. Ledger, a major supplier of hardware wallets designed for secure storage of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, is introducing a brand new wallet specializing in NFTs. The new product called the Ledger Nano S Plus is the next generation of the original Nano integration. <laughs> so this is pretty cool if you can actually store your NFTs offline. That's pretty dope. The new Ledger Nano S Plus. Why can't they make a shorter name? I'm just <laughs> going to call it the, the, the S Plus from now on. Uh, is the sixth integration due to do combined with the recent support of clearing signing, clear signing technology through Ledger Live aims to provide a safer user experience for Web3 customers. Ledger Nano users have always been able to store NFTs on their devices through partners on the Ledger Nano X and now the Ledger's software application, Ledger Live, prioritizes NFT support 
where users can view their NFTs in Ledger live and securely transact through clear signing. Clear signing technology aims to provide all the details of the transaction, removing the risk of blind signing or consenting to a potential risky transaction, the executive explained. So this seems pretty cool. Um, I actually want to see what they look like. I have a ledger here somewhere, uh, but I haven't used it a whole lot. So uh, eventually I, I do hope to have enough cryptocurrency that I would be using one of these devices on a regular. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's some pretty good news for Ledger. Uh, and then on the flip side, I have hackers breached MailChimp to fish cryptocurrency wallets. <laughs> you heard of MailChimp? Yeah. Yeah. So MailChimp, they provide email services to businesses so that they can interact with their customers better. Right? Right. So it says users of treasure hardware wallets were sent sophisticated phishing emails after the hack with other crypto mailing lists potentially affected. MailChimp, the veteran email marketing platform, has confirmed that hackers used an internal tool to steal data from more than 100 of its clients. Now, 100 doesn't sound like a big number, but each one of these clients has databases in in the hundreds of thousands. Let's be realistic, right? Because one of their clients could be someone like, I don't know, Tesla, Coca-Cola, somebody, somebody big could be a client of MailChimp. And MailChimp's been an OG in the game for many, many years. Uh, the data is being used to mount phishing attacks on other users of cryptocurrency services. Uh, the breach was confirmed by the press by MailChimp on Monday, uh, this was, what, Monday, the first week of April. Trezor's hardware cryptocurrency wallet reported being targeted by sophisticated phishing emails. So Trezor actually, um, they tweeted about this saying that MailChimp has confirmed that their service has been compromised by insider targeting crypto companies. By an insider targeting crypto, damn it. <laughs> so th that, damn it. <laughs> That means, like, it. <laughs> <laughs> that means that somebody actually working at MailChimp did this. That's what, what Trezor's like. saying, right? But, but MailChimp said it was a hacker that stole an internal tool. But Treasure saying, yo, it was MailChimp themselves. They did this shit. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, we have managed to take the phishing domain offline. We are trying to determine how many email addresses have been affected. Well, I just... Let's get to, actually, I want to go here this one time. Uh, we will not be communicating by newsletter until the situation is resolved. Do not open any emails appearing to come from Treasure until further notice. Please ensure you are using anonymous email addresses for Bitcoin-related activities. Wow. Domains treasure.us and suite.xn-treasure blah, blah, blah have been taken down. So those are fake. Those are fake. Wow. That's crazy. But you know, it, it, this goes to tell you, like, if you just rely on email as your main source of communication with a company, you need to get your head out of the stone ages. Mm -hmm. Because in situations like this, if you just rely on emails, your email is going to lead you astray. 
you got to stay up to date. If there's companies that mean something to you and add value to your life, you have to follow those companies with the notifications turned on like you would for your favorite YouTuber. Mm -hmm. You have to. No choice. Zero. Zero. So, I mean, I, I, I just have one more. Do you want to do yours or do you want me to go to the next one? Or Yeah, I got one more. You want me to do mine and then you do your last one? or you... I'll do mine. All right, cool. So, Tezos deploys major tender bake upgrade. So, I know, I know you're a big fan of Tezos. I love what Tezos is doing. It's great. Um, the proof of stake blockchain has changed its consensus algorithm in order to lower block times and improve performance. So check this out. This is some of the updates. According to a press release, the upgrade is a code name Ithaca 2 and replaces the current consensus algorithm known as Emmy with Tenderbake, which enables lower block time, producing faster transactions and smoother running applications. In addition to Tenderbake, Ithaca 2 prepares the Tezos blockchain for scalability efforts, such as rollups for web assembly and Ethereum virtual machine keep, uh, compatibility with pre-checking and validation scheme that increases throughput. The Ithaca 2 upgrade will also reduce the requirement to become a network validator by 25% from 8,000 Tez to 6,000 Tez, adding to the network's decentralized according to the release. Smart contract calls on Tezos have increased significantly from 100,000 per month in January, excuse me, 2021 to over 6.2 million in January 2022 in just, wow. just in a year. The price of Tezos XTZ currency has risen 4.6% to $3.92 over the last 24 hours with other cryptocurrencies gaining modestly over the same time period. What do you think? No, anything that Tezos does is going to be good. Like they're, they're a solid project. They're a good way to just make passive income as well. Like you buy a bunch of Tezos right now that pays you daily residual um, amortization. Probably not the right word, but you know what I mean? Interest. Mm -hmm. And you check it in a year or two, you're going to be solid. Like Tezos is nice. Yeah. I think Tezos is doing some good stuff for sure. Um, yeah. There's a lot of projects that are continuously evolving. I even know like talking about NFTs and stuff like that. Um, the one that I'm, I'm super big on CKB that does the Nervos network right now, they're working on a way to transfer NFTs from one platform to another. Say if you bought an NFT from, uh, I don't know, that was based on Solana, you'll be able to transfer it over to Ethereum or vice versa. Like there's so many little projects that you don't even know that's happening all over the place. When people ask, what is Web3? The best definition that I can come up with is there is no definition of what Web3 is yet because it hasn't been fully defined. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't know what the internet would be until the internet was. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So when when things are happening and they say, oh, this is a Web3 project. Well, what does that mean? It means anything that company wants it to be, whatever they can make it do that's over and beyond what Web2 was, that's what Web3 mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So it's cool stuff, man. It's definitely cool stuff. 
Um, I just have one more article that I thought was pretty interesting. It says that the UK is going to regulate stable coins for payments in crypto hub push. What is a stable coin? Bitcoin, Ethereum, like all the big ones, all the ones that, that well, won't be a rug pull. Bitcoin is considered to be a stable coin, but then the other stable coins are actually things like um, USDT, things that are tied to an actual dollar. Like mm-hmm. their, their price doesn't move at all. And, and one of the things I've said before is that I could see that countries accepting stable coins before they accept anything else. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised that the UK is, is the first one to push this. But I'm also surprised that anybody from the first world is really pushing this. Like, I, I, it needs to happen, but it's almost like a shocker. Like, you know, when you, you wait forever for something and then it slowly starts to happen and you're like, is this really happening? Yeah. So it says the UK has released a detailed plan to regulate stable coins as payments along with an intention to create a blockchain sandbox to mark her majesty's entry into the crypto hub race. I don't know. They're saying that it's this this can't be a queen thing. Like this is this is like a UK thing, not a queen thing, right? But they're talking about the majesty's entry into the crypto hub race. Like hmm. they're talking about the queen queen at this point, like the one that's almost 100 years old. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like she's getting down with the crypto, like save the queen. Well, yeah, like I guess the government plans to amend the Banking Act of 2009 and the Financial Services Act from 2013 to bring certain stablecoin payments into regulator uh, purview. Not sure what purview means, but sure. Economic Secretary John Glenn said the Bank of England and the Financial Conduct Authority will launch a regulatory sandbox to test distributed ledger technology in the financial market and explore insurance over sovereign debts such as British government bonds. Didn't I just say earlier in this shit that I thought that some money invested in the bond market would be moving over to crypto? I swear yeah. I said that in the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, the Royal Mints has been tasked with creating a non-fungible token this summer. So the mint, the mints of the UK is being told they have to produce an NFT. That's interesting. Wow. So they, the mint is the organization in many countries. Every country usually has their own minting program and they mint the, the dollars for that country. Mm -hmm. They produce them, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're being asked by the, the queen's magistry and their Royal affair. I don't know to produce nfts that's that's off the chain um it says gemini's latest report shows about one in five or 18 percent of uk's adult owns cryptocurrency i didn't know the uk was getting off like that like they, they i didn't know they were they were that big on crypto with nearly half 45 percent of them turning investors uh, in the asset class last year. So what it's saying here is that almost one in five UK adults own cryptocurrency and almost 50% of these people who own cryptocurrency just started becoming an investor, 
being like more financially conscious in the last year, saying that cryptocurrency is playing a part in teaching people to become investors and save money. It's incentivizing people. That's a big thing. That's huge. And, and you know, I've been asked, I've been told before that, you know, I got into to crypto because of stocks and I actually corrected the person that made that statement. I said, I kind of got into stocks because of crypto, because I was passionate about crypto and I started researching companies and I would find those companies on the stock market. Mm -hmm. So crypto, in a way, got me passionate about investing as well. Yeah, I've been I've been intrigued about it, but I didn't actually pull the trigger until I was more actively involved in crypto research. Mm -hmm. So that's just some good food for thought. Um, if it'll be interesting to see how long North America sits back and watches UK do this before we start making some of our own implementations. It won't take long. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it won't take long. I, I, I know they're saying like, we need to ban this. We need to block this. We need to like, what it's like, dude, there's nothing you can do to stop with what's there. You can't. Yeah. Can't. You know I mean? Crypto is just going to keep coming, man. Like I know some people think that I have an addiction to crypto cause I love crypto mining. I mean, you look behind me and these are all mining crypto <laughs> every, yeah. every tech that i have mines crypto um i actually sacrifice a lot of what i do so i can continuously mine crypto mm -hmm. um but i just i'm such a strong believer that crypto is going to become more and more of a predominant factor in society and that i have the ability right now to print my own money why wouldn't yeah. I take advantage of that? So I do. Yeah. And and I try to like, that's my focus right now is to continuously build out my crypto mining business. And hopefully by summertime, there's some big, big projects I'm working on to really accelerate that. But right now, I mean, I, I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop breaking uh, breakers. <laughs> I can't. I can't, bro. <laughs> you need to figure that out. Put some I solar can't. panels outside and then get one of those Tesla uh, battery generators that once you get too much power from the, the solar panels, it starts charging up the battery. So that way you could use the battery overnight. <laughs> You're like, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> I need I've been, power. Actually, I've been looking into that. I've been looking into like solar panels are great, but if you have no batteries, as soon as the nighttime hits, then you're done. You're done. You're How much do they go for? Uh, that's a good question. Can you well, can you find an article and, t and like talk about? I want to hear more. You want to hear more about how much? Uh, uh, uh what? The the, the solar panels. The, yeah, not the solar panel battery packs. Tell me more about those. So, from my understanding, it's it's exactly okay. Here we go. It's exactly what it is that I'm saying. To get a good one, you're gonna spend. Here's a 48 volt from Kong, uh, 6,000. That's a that's like a starter one. If you want one that's actually going to work for the night, you're going to spend about 20 grand. Um, the way it works is it's just like 
like charging a battery, but it just uses solar panel. The solar panel is plugged into your house and your house runs on the solar panel as long as there's solar. When there's no solar, well, actually, when I, when there's no sun, not no solar, when there's no sun, it taps into your battery pack. These batteries, they're, they're, they're pretty big. They're, they're big. They're not bulky, but they're pretty big. They're big and they just, they, they put them in the wall. They normally go inside your garage, sometimes outside, but yeah. The from my understanding, when I was looking into them, um, when the okay, so for solar panels, when it's daytime, even if there's sun outside, you're still getting solar rays, so your solar panels are still being charged, even if it's cloudy. And these batteries, this this or this battery, it's it's typically one battery. They normally recommend two batteries, though. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's just having a battery for your electricity. Now, if it drains completely, that you're completely out, then hopefully you're still connected to Edison. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me see Tesla's. Tesla has a really so. The Tesla Powerwall is what it's called. Cost $11,000. But there's a catch. You also need to purchase the Tesla Solar Battery Supporting Hardware, which adds another $1,700, giving you $12,750. And let me show you the pictures here. That way you get an idea of what it is. This is what it looks like. They're not they're not bulky at all. And that's what it is. Everything all like, do you want to buy one? No, I don't want to buy one. Not yet. I might want to buy one. So it's always recommended to buy two of these. Always recommended to buy two. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna spend about 20 grand. According to this on theirs, you're looking at closer to 25 grand. Um you got to buy you you have to buy the power wall and then their converter thing so you probably need to buy two so from here it also says tesla also offers a solar roof compatible with the power wall battery solar roof shingles are are smaller than the traditional panels so more efficient but they cost more of course example the estimate for a tesla home with the average us electric bill for a tesla power wall battery with a tesla solar roof would cost anywhere between forty four thousand to fifty one thousand. That's, that's crazy with, that's with everything though you're talking about you're talking about the panels you're talking about the converter you're talking about the wall you're talking about the software the, the hardware you're talking about the whole thing that's not bad then that's not bad yeah, the whole thing. If you don't have solar panels, it comes with all of that. The power wall, the battery, the supporting hardware, and the solar panels. So, 24 to 51,000. And I would I, I, personally I would do the whole panel and I would do the two batteries. So can they withstand snow? I'm sure. They better. They should. They're not going to just be selling this to California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'd be down. I, I, I would do that. Like, honestly, I would run 
I would run that because I'm 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 looking at putting in an electrical panel in the garage. And then I would, if I was to go that route, I would still put the electrical panel in the garage and then I would run the whole solar panel system in the garage as well too. And then run the whole crypto mining farm in the garage. So it's got like redundancies for power. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times wh- how it works with solar panels is that the electricity is fed back into the grid and then you receive credits on your bill. Right. Like you don't necessarily use the same electricity that you produce. So. Right. Personally, what I would do is I would have everything. I would have my whole house, my the crypto farm, like everything set up on that solar panel. I would make sure that both I would do two batteries, like just to be sure I have enough while though while the, the crypto farm is running overnight, um, because as soon as the daylight comes up, that thing's going to kick on to start charging up the batteries and, and making sure the house is good to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would do two batteries just to see how much. And you know what? I would even consult. Um, I would even Elon. consult these people and ask them. And they say like, "Hey, look," because they could they could look at your at your consumption. They could see how much power you're using with your with your farm and your house, like total. And they could say, "Hey, if you got two panels, it should last you." Like like you know, they might say like, you know what? One panel could probably last the entire night. The only reason why you should do two panels is just so that way it never kicks onto the grid. I'd be like, cool, give me two then. I don't want to be ever on the grid. Right. You know, I want them to pay me for them using my power. Screw you. Right. You know, <laughs> but that's me. Um, yeah. But cool stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So hope everybody enjoyed this video. Wanted to give you guys like some updates. I know Next Level loves his crypto. So wanted to share some of our stuff that we are finding that we're searching for. Um, there's always some stuff here. We always say do your own research. Do your own research because, yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't take anybody's word on this is it. This is what's going to make me rich or this is what's going to make me whatever. Um even if it's a even if it's even if it's Elon Musk saying like hey everybody make sure you put into Dogecoin because I'm going to take this thing to the moon and this is what I'm going to do and blah 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 and let's just say he has a whole roadmap for it all of a sudden I would still do research on it okay what are you doing when are you doing it what are the dates how are you doing yeah, it like where is that doge rocket yeah exactly where is the actual rocket like do the research before you start investing in whatever it is that you're debating about investing but um, always appreciate you guys coming by and um, yeah, listening to our BS. Next level, what do you got before we go? Thank you guys for listening. Make sure that wherever you guys are listening, wherever you guys are watching us, you leave us a comment or a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. Uh, make sure that you come over around uh, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, every Thursday on the Beyond the Streams YouTube channel where we do a weekly live stream. Uh, you can interact with us. You can be part of the conversation. Uh, make sure that you're also following our BS Clips channel so that you can also get bite-sized pieces of episodes that you might have missed and you have your notifications bell turned on so that you never miss another BS moment. See you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.